Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're going to get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're going to get funky on this podcast thing. Mmm. 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 What's up? What What's is up? up, everybody? What are you chewing? What are you chewing? Um, 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 Halloween candy, bro. Hell yeah. Come on. Dude. You got to have some Halloween my candy. My belly's full of chocolate. I mean, there's so much Halloween candy in my house, it's redonkulous. Mm-hmm. Do your, are your kids the kind of kids that, like, organize it all? Oh, yeah. Like, they put all the resources together? They, they sat down in the living room floor the other day, the three of them, and they just emptied everything out. And I walked in as they had everything organized, all the Snickers in a row, all the Reese's in a row. And, you know, just a, a fun thing to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, as a parent, how does that make you feel? Is it worrisome when you see all the sugar and bullshit that's going to nah, go on your kids? Nah, it's all right. Fuck it. They, they can't get through it all, you know? It's like, it's, you know, three weeks from now, half it will still be sitting there. Sure. And, and then, you end up throwing it away. And 10 years from now, it's like they've got three bottles of uh, Fireball and uh, yeah. an, an ounce of weed and a gram of cocaine. Yeah, you can't get worried about that, that shit that. now. Yeah, right? yeah fuck it. It's just chocolate. Um, one thing I wanted to do before we jump into this. Oh, Kev. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think there's someone that we haven't given enough love recently. Okay. Uh, our good friend Jason Akana. Oh right! Oh my God! It wouldn't be the same show without Jason O'Connor's contribution. Uh, you know, you all know and love Jason O'Connor because he's the guy who wrote and performs the Chewing It theme song, which it, people <laughs> talk about all the time. How much they love that theme song, and I feel like we don't give enough love. So it's funny because, like, I know, believe it or not, I actually know what the topic of today's podcast is. Yeah. And I looked over at your list earlier, and I saw the name Jason O'Connor at the top. I was like, now how does Akana factor in? To the topic of the conversation, but now I've got it. Well, you know, now he he did such a great job making that song, and uh, you know, it's been a long time since we've given the props that Dude, he deserves. Let's give him his due props. And I think people like the song, and we just came out of the song, so there you go. That's true. Thank Chew you, Akana. Thanks, Jason. Jason Akana, talented fella, and uh, thank you for the chewing it song. Can I just tell you something? Yeah. You know what uh, is interesting is that. Uh, it's Jason Akana's birthday in the next week. Shut up, really? So let's give him a happy birthday. Okay, happy birthday. That's funny because I wrote down birthdays because your birthday's coming up. My birthday is coming up. And today is my wife's birthday. Uh, really? Today is my wife's birthday. Today, Wednesday? No, today, the day we're recording it. Oh, okay. So yesterday. For yeah. The, uh, for the viewer Yesterday. Do you think like you'll ever get that down? I don't down? think it really matters. I don't think it does either. I don't think it really matters. But, like, you know, but sometimes it's... Because some people listen to this like three months from now. Sure, right? sure. But like you know, between us, between us gals, like it's fun. <laughs> it's fun that uh, it's a difficult thing to get straight. It is, no, I, I got it straight. I just don't care. Oh, really? <laughs> That's not like you, Queen. See, this is the uh, this is the new Kevin Heffernan, the one that shows up late. What? And the one that doesn't care. No, Apathetic, I, Kevin. No, I care. I care. I just didn't think it mattered. Everything matters, Kevin. Okay, but happy birthday to my wife. A happy birthday, Doctor. And Colvin. then our friend, um, our friend Rick Johnson. We were just talking about Rick Johnson. Rick Johnson, the he only to the, the podcast. only guy whose first and last name is slang term for a penis. Rick, uh, Dicky J. Dick J. Uh, his birthday was the other day, and your birthday's coming up. It is. It is. Only uh, eight shopping days left till my birthday. Oh, geez, okay. What are you getting me, bro? I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure. I think about that. You're you're a tough person to. Shop what do you for? get? The guy who has everything. 
Um, get a more mustache. Yeah. I get your mustache. I have a mustache. Well, not yet. You're growing one. Okay, but it's there for Mo- Movember. Movember. From, How do you say it? For Movember. Yeah. Is it Movember? Remember or Movember? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's a good question. You're right because it's spelled M O V. It's Move, but it's right? Movember. But uh, anyway, it's uh, no fun growing a mustache. It looks good. Now you're right in that in that scumbag stage right totally. now where it's like. There's a little bit of a mustache. Yeah. It's just, and it's no offense. I mean, there will be a mustache there. I, I was at my uh, my new management company yesterday. Yeah. And my uh, my manager decided to, there was a, a talent manager's meeting going on. Uh-huh. He said, oh, I want you to meet the talent department. Oh, God. And so he brought me in there, and I had, they were all looking at my stash. Right. Like, who the fuck is this? What, what is was this, this guy? The, the fucking repairman around Who's here? this scumbag? Not the repairmen are scumbags or all have mustaches. No, but, but you look like a scumbag. Man. I do. I do. That's my thing. That's like my mustache makes me scummy. You're going to go up to Winnipeg looking like that. I know, dude. Or are you going to shave before you go to Winnipeg? Hell no. Are you kidding? I need all the, the insulation I can get. <laughs> while, you're, while your upper lip is freezing up there, I'm going to be toasty. Okay. We should mention that we're, we're, uh, there's a few little changes, right, to Winnipeg. We're going to Winnipeg. Yeah. We're heading up there today. To the Rumors Comedy Club. Uh, to the Club. Rumors Comedy Club, and, and we'll be there uh, the 6th, 7th, and 8th. We have shows there, but the 7th and 8th, the Friday night and Saturday night shows are sold out, which is exciting. It's fun. But, uh, so they added another show to Thursday night. Yeah, 10 So all you Winnipeggers, uh, if you want to come out to the show, we got a whole new show uh, to come see. And so uh, get your tickets for Thursday night, 8 o'clock and 10.30 and uh, you can come see the show. I think this weekend is going to rock. I love doing shows in Canada in the wintertime. Yeah, me too. Because everyone, you know, like uh, we've done shows in the, in the summertime, and then, but then everybody's enjoying the good weather, and they don't really want to come and sit inside. But in the wintertime, they, they want to come. No, I know. And they want to get crazy. I know it. And I, uh, uh, I like breaking out my winter coat for it. Oh, yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah, and your winter booties. Um, we should apologize, though. I don't know if we've ever officially apologized to the people of Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, we had some shows scheduled there later on this month, and um, uh, we think we're going to be shooting a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're supposed to shoot a pilot uh, uh, for a TV show, and so we had to move that date. So my, our apologies to the people of Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone else that we've offended. It's actually the second time we've moved this show. The Atlanta show? Yeah. Oh, uh, sp- We were supposed to do it earlier. Well, you know what they say. Move Ember. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's why we have it. Thank you very much. That's why. We um, but while while I'm on a roll, dude, you're rolling. Let me ask you a question, Lemmy. Okay. Is there anything worse than buying razors? Clearly, no. I mean, you got to remember to buy them in the first place. You got to sit in the traffic. You got to go to the store. Then you got to get there. You got to get the dude to unlock the plastic container yeah. and he's not even around he's at his lunch break yeah right yeah. and then when he shows up he smells like tuna like the, you can smell the food he's exactly. been eating exactly and he can touch your razors with his tuna hands yeah yeah and after that it costs like 25 bucks for the razors right yeah very right. expensive well i'm not doing that anymore i joined dollarshaveclub.com say what yeah, for a few bucks a month dollarshaveclub.com delivers razors right to my front door mm. This is a razor-sharp reading you're getting. Huh? DollarShaveClub.com is so much smarter than going to the store because their plans start at just 3 bucks a month. You hear that? I did, 3 bucks three a month. 3 bucks a month. You sign up once. It takes like two minutes. You sit back, and then the blades just start coming, coming like clockwork. It sounds inexpensive and easy. Yeah. And, you know, you can shave with a fresh blade every week. And there's no membership fee. There's no commitment. 
They got a money back guarantee. You know that? Okay, that's You don't good. like it? You get your money back? Love that. So really there's nothing to lose by, by not doing it. You know what I mean? Great commercials too. Yeah, people go online and check out the commercials. They're great. So stop trudging to the store for overpriced razors. Do what I did. Join dollarshaveclub.com slash chewing. We had a little issue, right, with somebody on Twitter the other day. Couldn't figure it out, but it's just chewing. So it's slash C-H-E-W-I-N. That's it. No apostrophe, no it. Yeah. It's just dollarshave.com slash chewing, which is important because that's how they know you're coming from us. Yeah, and that's a really important thing because the advertisers are advertising with us because they believe they uh, get some some earballs uh, listening to, to the words that are coming out of ear our balls. mouth. Earballs? And if you guys actually don't go through our our site, then they don't know that it's coming from us and they won't they will not advertise with us anymore. Yeah, so you got to hit us up, man. Uh, dollarshaveclub.com slash chewin. Chewin it. And that's it, man. There you go. Chewin. Um, all right. Hey, uh... We also had a fun uh, thing last week uh, we haven't talked about. We did At Midnight. We did. That was pretty fun. That was excellent. I feel bad. Like, I feel like I think next time when I go on, I'll feel like I'll have a better handle on it. Yeah. Like, I wanted to compete better. Sure. And I don't felt like I, feel like, I felt like I was still kind of learning, like being in a new experience. That's the way I felt when we did Doug Loves Movies. Okay. Like, I didn't know the rules to the game, and as a result, I lost. But now I feel like I could go back and kick the shit out of you. Dude, I I don't know why you feel the need to talk to me like that when I am the defending champion. <laughs> you are. I fucked you, you up. You are the broken lizard at midnight defending champion. Yeah, I mean, for, we crushed Sandra Sekar, left him in the dust. That's true. And but still, I felt like I didn't I didn't have my best game, and I feel like if I got another shot at it, okay, I kill uh, it. Yeah. Well, I actually found I thought you were very competitive. Like, it was. It was. It was competitive. I guess I just wanted to win. Yeah, well, because you realized that, like, uh, or I didn't realize, but I never paid close enough attention, but, like, the scoring is, you know, kind of slightly arbitrary, and it's really just the more you chime in, the more you're going to get points. Yeah, and, and you got to be funny. And that's what it is. And so around the second round, I noticed that your hand was just fucking banging that buzzer. Well, you want to know why? My, well, um, my coach, my, you know, each of us had, like, a coach. Yeah. Uh, and he told me that that's what you should do. You got to fucking pound that buzzer. Okay, and you'll get you'll be in there. Yeah, and so like I, once I noticed you were doing that, then I started doing it. Because yeah. at first I was trying to be a gentleman and just let everyone take a turn. Yeah, but then as I looked down at the score, I was like, "Wait a no, second, ruthless cutthroat." I'm losing. Yeah, and I don't plan on being the fucking the first guy eliminated. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. No, I I, I had a great time. Uh, Hardwick was awesome, and. Uh, Everyone at the show was awesome. Uh, you know, it'd be fun to go back. It would be fun. And, and uh, you know, I really, I always feel this way when I go to live tapings of things. Like, I hope that someday, like, um, they do, they, they give people access to the footage that gets cut out. Because, like, we, <laughs> right. we had a, a lot of fun. <laughs> there are a lot of funny things. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of being in the live studio audience. You got to see that shit. Yeah. And I, I think there were probably some true crew there. And uh, they probably saw some extra funny shit that wasn't on the show. Yeah, but now, so you can actually go to Comedy Central On Demand and uh, download our episode. And, oh, yeah, right, right. Um, I encourage everybody to do it because I kicked everyone's fucking That's true, ass. you did a good job. You know the one thing, you know the thing that people commented on for me, and my mom actually said the same thing, too. Okay. Was that your right armpit? Yeah, exactly. Was sweating? As pitting out. Well, you know, that's But just fine. your right, your bust, just your right pit. I guess it was just my right pit. Maybe it was my buzzer hand. 
Was that my buzzer hand? Oh, yeah. That, so that was the tense arm. Yeah. But I noticed that when I was watching, I was like, oh, my God. Just his right armpit is, is yeah. so People would give me shit about me. Give me shit about that. But, you know, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Like, it's like my pants falling down, like, showing my ass crack. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Do you know what uh, people gave me shit about? What? Um, hanging around with two guys who were so not funny. <laughs> because... Uh, this is something you lamented afterwards, and I and I noticed that like you and and uh, Jay weren't participating in the riffs as much. In the in the uh, uh, you know how they said like they coached us. They oh said. right, yeah. Well, I felt I felt like am I allowed to speak now? Can am I allowed to say something now? Like I, I felt like uh, yeah, maybe like I didn't want to talk out of turn. You know what I mean? But this, like uh, I thought you were there for when they said that nah, you should just go interrupt him. The second they said interrupt, I'm like, oh, that's right. my You're, special that's your thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fucking interrupt anyone. No, I mean, I, I, I was there for that, but it's different in practice, you know? And you're like, uh, it seems like he's doing something important right now. I don't want to interrupt. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, you know. But, but that's, that's my point about going back next time. Now I think I'll, I'll feel more yeah. comfortable well, interrupting. Listen, you're a polite Connecticut boy, but you're yeah. also a competitor. Yeah. And you saw your pushy New York friend to your right. Sure. Just interrupting and then subsequently getting all the TV riffs. Mm-hmm. While I was pitting out. Yeah. But that's its own, you know. It reminded me of that funny, tell the funny pitting out story that we had on stage. From stage? Yeah. Tell that story real quick. you know, back in the early days. Or real long. Back in the early days, (laughs) we used to, uh, when we were doing sketch comedy in New York City, Kevin and I did a a sketch where we played Socrates and Plato and we wore togas. Great sketch. On the stage. Hysterical sketch. So good that we actually did four different uh, versions of it. Incarnations of it, yeah. um, Over, you know, the two-year period. And uh, there was one night where we were performing and I was uh, gesticulating and Kevin was gesticulating and I accidentally raised my right hand right into Kevin's sopping left armpit. (laughs) Because I was shirtless. I was toga'd. And there were spotlights right on us and it was a tiny space. And it was like a thwap sound. Oh yeah, you could hear the smack. And I'm sure even in like the front row you could see some splash come out of that pit. (laughs) But like on stage... I immediately reacted. I was like, oh. But how did you handle it? Uh, did you stay in character? Did you crack? Did you... Uh, I, I definitely... You're professional. I definitely cracked. Okay. I think, you, like, if I remember correctly, there was a moment. Like, I did it, and I made a face, and then people in the audience, like, acknowledged it. Because we were, you know, right on top of them. We're all in the same place. Like, people laughed about it, and I think you might have even, you know, had a smirk about it. Yeah. Because um, I knew. Because you knew. How, I know. And it wasn't Your just Your hand like, just got moisturized. Dude. <laughs> the thing is, I'll actually never forget it, because it's not like I just put my hand in a wet armpit. Yeah. It was like... It was like... Yeah. It was like... It was like... It was like... Oh, it was like... 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 It was like, you know, when you like are watching a space movie? Yeah. And they go into some... Uh, like a planet or like a... Like a an area that's vo- like void of gravity? <laughs> yes. And because, like, your armpit was holding a pool of liquid upside down. Okay, okay. And my Got hand, it. My hand smacked into, like, I mean, it had to be an inch thick pool of liquid in your armpit. Right. And splashed everywhere. Right. Nobody, I don't think people understand fully what I'm talking about, but you do. I totally do. I was there. I, we made eye contact on stage. Always yeah. one of the fun moments of being on stage. Yeah. During a, a thing like that. And then we got backstage where and it was like, oh, and then right. I, like, I had to live with that hand for the rest of the show. Yeah. 
Because and then we recreated it in Fatty and Taddy. Remember? We did. We did. <laughs> I had to do, li- literally do it again for real. <laughs> unpleasant as uh, you know, as unpleasant as jerking off a frog. <laughs> right. Ooh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kev. Um. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about that. Okay. Uh. But first, can I ask you how your Halloween was? Yeah, my Halloween was. Because uh, I don't even know. We haven't talked about it. Oh, you're right. We haven't talked. My Halloween was good. Did you guys trick or treat? We did trick or treat. Around the neighborhood or what? Yeah, we like. Uh, apparently, I, I had never been uh, privy to it or aware of it, but uh, yeah, the the neighborhood was just jam packed with trick or treaters. Okay, so it's a good trick or treat neighborhood. Yeah, not where I live up in the hills. Like kids don't come up there, but like down in the you walk lands. down and okay, okay. Uh, but did you walk down or you drive down? We drove down. We drove to uh, um, one of uh, my boy's friends um, from school's parents' house. Okay. And uh, that's where the, the home base was, and uh, we brought them trick-or-treating for the first time. Wow. How'd it go? It was adorable. Did uh, did did they handle it okay? Or, uh, well, the little one, you know, he was dressed as a mummy. He was just in like a stroller or something, right? Yeah, he was in a stroller. He was a mummy. And then, I thought uh, they were going as uh, Batman and Robin. They were going to go as Batman and Robin, but um, but earlier in the day, uh, Carla, <laughs> Carlos, who was wearing the Batman costume to school. Yeah. And, you know, he's recently toilet trained. <laughs> yeah. And he pissed himself. Okay. So we had to... The Batman costume was all was soaked, and we were, you know, we were going doing like a five o'clock uh, trick or treat. So we had okay. to ditch. She had to go to Plan B. We had Plan B. We had uh, Carlos was going to go as, as Frankenstein, and then the the younger boy was going to go as uh, as a mummy, and I was going to go as Wolfman. Okay. And then my wife was just going to go as a slut, like she does every year. <laughs> and uh, and then Carlos didn't want to wear the Frankenstein outfit because it meant putting on, like, headgear and, like, a hood. Oh, boy. It was a face-in-a-hole costume, and okay. he wasn't into which we it. Li- which you and I like. Well, we'd love it. Yeah. And um, and then, so he wound up going as Dwayne Wade of the Miami Heat. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He just put a heat shirt on? Oh, no, we put him in blackface. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, always good. Um, yeah, he put a heat, Wade, a Wade jersey <laughs> okay. on. Okay. Um, so, but it was fun. And how do, did he get, like, a half a block, or how how far... No, he did two blocks. Okay, good. And uh, he said trick or treat. I got his first uh, trick or treat on on film. I took a picture of it. Good. And you know it was it was adorable. Like as it is with little kids. Like the first house he went into, he actually tried to go into the house. That's what my kid did the first time. He just walked right in. Yeah, and we we're like, no, 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 come back here. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. Yeah. But uh, and then the you know all the people are like, oh, he's so cute. Right. And then of course you know we put our own little touch on it. His uh, his trick or treat uh, bag was one of those pur- purple velvet uh, crown royale bags. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so you could tell you were able to identify Very the party classy. houses. Very classy. Yeah, but like you know pe- certain people would be like, hey, I like your bag, and those were the, those were the people that were like definitely fucked up. They knew what it, what that bag was. Yeah. How was your Halloween? Good. We did a similar thing. We went and trick or treated with uh, some of the kids' friends. In their neighborhoods, okay, uh, but they were hardcore. I mean, they're right in the heart of it. You know what I mean? They're they're let's fill let's fill up the bag. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Let's see how hard we can go. Yeah, I mean, your kids understand what what uh, Snickers bars are. Yeah, like my kid only eats M and M's so far, and I got dressed up too. My wife and I got dressed up. Well, now, what was your costume? My kids are on a huge grease kick right now, so I I got a uh, no. I I did Danny Zuko. No. I got an authentic, authentic pleather T-Birds leather jacket. No. And uh, I got my wife a, a pink ladies jacket. Okay. Do you grease your hair? Yeah, I grease my hair. How greasy? Uh, super greasy. Because what happened was I bought like a wig, like an Elvis wig. Yeah. 
and uh, it sucked. I could put it on, and I tried to make it look good, and it sucked. And so I just I went total heavy grease on the hair. Now, what kind of like do you have like brill cream at your house, or like how did you? What kind I went and got a little bit of a like a you know pasty. Uh, you got some gel? Yeah, some shit. Oh, what'd you get? Like dippity do? No, I was looking for dippity do. I thought that'd be an easy thing, you know. And I you walk into these. Uh, the drugstore, and there's a goddamn entire aisle of shit to put in your hair. It's not like the 50s, right? No, nah, you know, you get a little dippity doo, a little pomade, throw it in your hair. No. Yeah, it used to be like a little dollop will do you. Yeah, but uh, no, so I got, I don't know, some, some sort of a uh, hair cement. I don't know what the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I I, uh, I did a hard uh, greasing of the hair. Okay. You know, through the Chuck T's on, some jeans. And what kind of. Um Sexu- sexual uh, activity <laughs> did uh, hold on you know that's funny uh, that is uh, Shander Sekar calling and I just rejected him good that's good uh, we're in my car right now people yeah people should know that uh, we're doing a car cast it's a car today. cast it's a car cast we had a meeting and so we're zipping around and uh, we yeah. figured we'd record while we were uh, driving and Shander Sekar just called to talk about something very important but I, di- I ditched him for the chew for crew for the podcast bro yeah. come on Somebody else threw something out today. The Choosies. They wanted that. They want the Chew Crew to be called the Choosies. Okay, I like Chew Crew a little better. Yeah, because the not rhyme. that I'm opposed. No, the Choosies is fine, but so tougher. Crew. Yeah, Chew Crew. The Chew Crew. Okay. Anyway, so go on. So you were say, so what kind like do you and like on Halloween do you and uh, and your wife then like get home and put the kids to bed and then like have sex like do you <laughs> no. like, give each other hickeys like they did in the fifties or no that was like a. It was one of those deals where we came home and because the kids are at the age where they go like miles. Sure. Everyone was exhausted. Okay. And uh, that was o- it was over. And so, wait, she was slut Sandy or, no, or no, good girl no. Sandy? Good girl. Well, not. it's kind of like um, Sandy after she became a member of the Pink Ladies. Okay, so post. But not, not in the fucking uh, leather. The, like, little black stuff? Yeah. No, it was ponytail. Okay, okay. Pink I'll, Ladies jacket. I'd like to see a picture of that. I'll, sh- I'll, f- I'll show one to you. I got some. Sexy? You must have. Uh, I was, yeah, hell yeah. Bro. You were sexy. I look good, man. What uh, and what kind of like? So, uh, so you were Zuko. You didn't go as like uh, like Potsy or uh, or no. Duty I or I, w- like I figured I was more of a kind of a dutyish kind of guy. You look but, more uh, like a duty. But uh, I, I I tried to play myself off as Zuko. Yeah, I mean you're a funnier Zuko, like in the comedy version. Because you know, you and I actually talked about. I I remember there was a while where I was really pitching the idea of us. Remaking Grease, Broken Lizard. Right, right. And love that idea. I would play Sandy, and you would play Danny. Right. Well, now I have the outfits. Okay. So we can just do it. We can break it out of Winnipeg if we want to, bro. You know what? That should be our new two man <laughs> sketch. We should do a Sandy and Danny. Sure, I got the. Je- but then we're all of a sudden bring costumes around with us again. Sure. <laughs> See, that's what we're trying to avoid, right? Danny, I-, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plans. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, that. Oh, well, that's cool, baby. <laughs> Danny, yeah, that's my name. Don't wear it up. Fuck yeah, Queen. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Taking over. Don't make me yeah. do both parts, Kevin. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. So it was good. That was good. It was a good Halloween. We got we got a lot of loot. Yeah. Um, and then, what do you do with all that candy? Do you take some yeah, away from the kids? Just sitting around in my house. Okay. Yeah, chilling. Yeah. Well, have, well, have you talked into any of it? Uh, I think I stole something from that night, but since then I have not. Okay. I'm trying to get in shape, man. We're shooting soon. You know I know. I know. Believe me, the M&M's I just had were the first sweet I've had in a long time. I haven't had beer in like two or three weeks. But that was the that was the whole thing. We um we cool. just had a meeting. We just went to a meeting where we talked about this new thing we're going to shoot. 
Knock yeah. on wood. The pilot. The pilot. Knock yeah. on wood. I know. Do you hear? Do you people hear how afraid we are of these things falling apart? Well, I just you know I, I hate to talk about something until it happens. You know what I mean? because, yeah, like Super Troopers. So we've things. never talked about Super Troopers too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know these things keep coming on the cusp of happening, and then all of a sudden we're, we get boned. You know, that's true. That's true. So I'm you know I'm not going to jinx it, but we were we did have a good meeting, which led me to think uh, uh, about this topic. Uh, which let's jump into the topic. Okay. But because um, in this pilot there are some kids, you know, and so we're talking about you know if we should cast some kids and whatever, and I, you know, came, the old adage came up. You know, the old adage. Yeah. The adage. Yeah. Say the word again. Adage. Never, uh, never work with kids or animals. Mm-hmm. That's what they say in the entertainment industry. And why do they say that, Kev? Because it's pain in the ass. No, that's actually not why they say oh, it. Because it slows you down, man. That's actually not why they say it. All right, why do they say it? They say it because no one will be paying attention to you. Because the kids are adorable and the animals are adorable. Really? I never thought of it that way. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was no work kids and animals because they're impossible to work with. No, it's because it's because they it shift, ruins your day. They shift focus off of you. Oh, I got no problem with that. Yeah. Shit. Because people are just looking at you the whole time. Yeah, well, but you're I'm, coming, I'm just saying, you know, I'll, I'll hold my own. But You're coming from a producerial standpoint. Right, from a producerial, directorial standpoint. It's like kids take, and animals take twice as long to shoot the shit you have. Them oh, with, believe me, I have acted with some animals and some and children. Some kids. But it led me to think about some of these stories, which we should talk about. Yeah. Uh, about working with kids and animals, which, uh, you know, there's some funny stories in there. Oh, I've, I mean, I've... I've uh, I have worked with uh, with plenty. You have, uh, and I was kind of going through the list, and there's some very funny ones. But you know, there's some simple ones like you know, like Super Troopers. We had a kid, Arlo. Yeah, his name was Christian Albrizio. Yeah, and um, he's a nice little kid. Yeah. The funny thing is now, like people are like, "Oh, you're bringing people back for the sequel, whatever." And it's that kid was probably like seven or eight then. Now he's probably like. 32. Well, I remember like <laughs> one time we were hanging out and we decided we wanted to see like what had become of that kid, like if he had kept acting. Right. And we looked him up and like he was on, like he had a MySpace page. Right. He's, old, he's an older dude now. He was a teenager. Yeah. And uh, it was like he was he was very hip hop. Like he had like a baseball hat on sideways. Okay. And like was posing. And, sure. Like, and. Um, but he's Arlo. I mean, I wonder if people, you know. Know that he is, you know what I mean. I'm sure he tells uh, some ladies that he's in Super Troopers. Yeah, or some boys. Like no way, bullshit. I guess a lot of people could say that they were that kid. Yeah, but now how did we get? How did we get that kid? Did we audition him? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we needed a like a mixed racy looking kind of kid because of Channing Shaker. Yeah, yeah. We needed like a mulatto. Yeah. What do you call it? Can Indian, you say that? An you Indian say mulatto. That I don't think you can say that word anymore. Oh, really? Is that? I don't know. What do you call it? I don't know. I mean, mixed it, race. Okay. Okay. Um, we actually, I just realized we actually had a lot of kids on that movie because you did the whole scene oh, with the school right, bus. Oh, right. The school bus thing. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> you got attacked by kids. That was funny. I mean, uh, how much fun can you have as a kid there, though? I mean, like, it's like, a, okay, a cop's going to come to the school bus. Yeah. You're going to throw shit on him. Yeah. Milk. One kid they poured milk. Milk on your yeah. head. Then you're going to beat the crap out of him, and then he's going to fall out of the back of the bus, and then you're going to jump on him. And beat the shit out of him. And beat the shit out of him. Yeah. God, that, was, that must have been fun for it, them. It was fun. I mean, it's interesting also because then there are the parents of the kid actors. Right. Who are always there, and inevitably, they're complaining. Right. And it's fine. Look, if I had my kid in something, I'd probably complain too. Sure. Because we were on the side of the highway in the summertime. It was hot, yeah. It was hot. It was very hot. But we shot that pretty quick. I think that was the end of the day. Yeah, but we had them there all day. They were, oh, okay. they were waiting there all day. Good. 
Good, as they should. They should learn some discipline. Good, sons of bitches. Yeah. And then we had, uh, you know what? We also had in the bear fucker scene in the background. Yeah. There, there were kids. kids, and some of those kids were fucking. They were like, like imit- Oh, we wanted them to imitate yeah, the bear fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, one of them, like, we couldn't. One of them wasn't good at it. Well, because he didn't. When we were like, "You've got to like," you're describing to your friend or your parents what was going on, and so we ha- wanted him to do pelvic thrusts. Right, right, right. And he, I think, was just uncomfortable with the idea of it. Poor little fella hadn't done them yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But so then, what you do, unfortunately, if some if a, if a background person's not. Uh, delivering for you, you usually swap them out with somebody who can. And with that age range, they're like eight year old kids. That means like you're bringing like fucking dirty Johnny, who's <laughs> like <laughs> right. like a troublemaker in school. Right. And then right. he was doing it too hard. Do you sure. remember that? Like we had sure. to tell him to tone it down. This is my point about working with kids. Yeah, you can't get them to do the shit that you need them to do. I know, but then in the background, when those people are acting, you're like, holy shit! Like that kid in the background is air fucking something. Right. Which is funny. Then you go back and watch that movie. You'll see those kids standing back there doing that. Holy shit, shit. Queen. I just thought of a whole nother scene. In Super Troopers? In Super Troopers. Okay, what? The baseball game. Oh, God. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> we had to organize the whole Little League baseball yeah, game. Yeah, those kids are playing baseball and stuff. Yeah. And so Arlo's up at bat, and the pitcher is supposed to throw near him. Yeah. He's supposed to, you know, come, <laughs> go at him with a pitch. I guess it's our fault. We were trying to make these kids throw fucking pitches and positions. Yeah, there. but like the kid, you remember, like the kid, even though it was like a soft, uh, like literally like a bean bag. Yeah. He wasn't even allowed to come close to the kid, so the pitch looks totally fake. Right, like it's right. super high, and then he right, and everyone just reacts to it. Whoa, Whoa. Yeah. right, right. So there were those kids. God, there are those kids. That's right. It seems like we made a kid like All Bugsy them. Malone. Or I something know like a that. lot of kids in that movie, yeah. and then the the animal in that movie. I mean, there are a few, but the the pain in the ass animal in that oh, movie. Jesus. The pig. The pig. Remember that fucking pig? That fu- who could? How could I forget that pig? <sighs> you fought that pig, right? I did. I did. Well, that's a great line that you have there. Um. Uh, but yeah, that pig in the Winnebago, the whole thing was written where the pig has to scare them, has to jump out at you. And how many pigs do you know that jump? Yeah. Do you know a trained pig? Yeah. Just you, Kev. They don't. Thank you very much. Thank you. I can't even jump that well. And so, uh, the whole time we're trying to get that pig to jump and we can't do it. And and I think they ended up shocking it. Did they shock it? Are we going to get arrested if we No, they didn't shock it. They didn't shock it. I thought they shocked it. Uh, they might have like goosed it a little. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what they did to it. But I remember it was like, literally the shot that we used was the only shot that was used. Oh, yeah. It was the, it was like, we pieced it together. I mean, there's only yeah. like a sliver of a frame of something that made it look like the pig jumped. Yeah, yeah. Because that pig, I mean, we spent half the day trying to get that fucking pig to jump. Yeah. L- and look, I mean, look, I mean, like I wasn't, I didn't have to be in that fucking Winnebago. It was such a nightmare. I just chose to walk away. Right. And somebody else had to, like Shane or Sekar had to do it. But it was it. hot in that Winnebago. It was a hot day. It was thing. hot in that Winnebago. The whole thing. People, you hear, you think making movies is glamorous. Yeah, you try to get a pig to jump in a hot Winnebago on a summer day. But that makes sense to me. I mean, that's that's what that's what I'm talking about. Never work with kids and animals, right? Okay. That pig. Yeah. Well, but we got what we needed, ultimately, out of everybody. Um, Beer Fest are a bunch of good ones. Yeah. I'm oh. going out of order, but Beer Fest is a bunch of good ones. You are a bunch of animals. What, does it drive you crazy to go out of order, Kev? It does a little bit, but I want to hit the I want to hit the big good ones first. Okay. Um, uh, well, is that the way you are in bed? Like you just like to get the big show out yeah, of the way? Yeah, like to get it done with. And then you do four, four player? No, just, nah, nah, just let's just do it. They turn the TV on. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, tell me what we're talking about now, Kev. Because uh, I'm driving. Beer Fest? You want to talk about Beer Fest? I want to talk about frogs. Oh, Jesus. Which you already brought up, right? So let's talk about that. Oh, Jesus. Those are some animals they got to work with. Well, the thing Were was, those live frogs yeah. that you jerked off? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. Well, the, the problem... I thought that, like, we were going to have, like, a prop frog. 
<laughs> right, right. Because it's a scene where your job is that you jerk off frogs. In case you haven't seen the movie, yeah, right. I masturbate frogs for a living. And so we did. There was a prop frog. Okay. But like they brought actual like giant frogs in for me. Mm-hmm. And real live giant frogs. Real. So first of all, even before the jerking off process, I had to like hold it in my hand as though I was comfortable. <laughs> right. Which I don't know if you ever held a big frog like that, but then you had like a fucking rib cage. Yeah. It was like gross. It's like uh, they were just like a slimy fucking ball of flesh. Okay. And the thing, and it was slime. It's like it produces. It's like your armpit. Like it just made its <laughs> own slime. And uh, and it was constantly trying to get loose out of my hands. And there, and th- is there a frog wrangler that's hanging out there? Or? Yeah. Well, we had uh, an animal wrangler. Okay. On right. A set of beer fest. Russ. Russ and yeah. his job. He handled all things uh, animal, not human. Okay. And uh, yeah, so like there was a bucket of frogs. Okay. And they'd be like, all right, he'd be like, all right pick your frog. Like, so you have to reach into the thing. And, Who am I jerking off? Yeah. All right. Wait, who's Who the, wants it badly? Who's the lucky frog? <laughs> and then a Frenchman steps out. I would be. Oh uh, no. I would be happy for okay, you. Okay. Sure. Why not? Uh, yeah. First time for everything. Do it. Um, but then, and then, like, I had to put it on its back to jerk it off. And frogs <laughs> don't like to be on their backs. Right. And even when they're getting jerked off. Yeah. Even that's the that's the one time where you can get them to cooperate mm-hmm. a, a little bit. But. Uh, <laughs> So that was terrible. And then they were telling me, they're like, oh, by the way, you def- you have to wash your hands because, mm-hmm. you know, you might get salmonella, Ugh. which is just like, there was no way I would ever lick my hand after having well, a frog. you never know. In you it. never know, but bro. you never know. Yeah. You itch your eyeball, and then all of a sudden it's 28 days later, bro. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? The frog zombies. <laughs> yeah. With zombies hopping around. Uh, did you uh, really get near the dicks of those frogs? I mean, did you really jerk the frog or no? It was just kind of a rubbing thing. <laughs> No, because um, you know we went true to uh, to form, which my, my friend you know had had told me that you don't actually jerk it off; you massage the glands. Okay, um, and this is to extract the the zygote, the zygote from the frog. That's what the researchers do, right? Okay. Yeah, Got yeah. It. So yeah. no, I didn't actually jerk it off, but I I also do remember that that was a big thing on set that day. People people were like, "Wait, are you actually gonna like do you jerk it off? Like, are we gonna do a jerk off motion?" Uh-huh. <laughs> which would have been funny. Sure. But I think for some reason we decided that that wasn't that it actually lo- it still it looked funny. Too funny. funny. It yeah. was too funny. It was too good. It was too comical. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I did that all day. That was an entire day of. It was. Off I remember frogs. that. I remember that. That's a fun way to work with animals. Yeah, that was not so bad. To really jerk off frogs. Yeah, I mean that was a great uh, learning experience. Um, one of the other animals in that movie, which was not alive, was that uh, you know the deer, you know when Chandler Sager's lying on the ground, and yeah. he wakes up with the blood all over him. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I remember because uh, uh, that was written into the into the script where it was like uh, you know he wakes up next to an animal, but it wasn't necessarily a deer. And uh, what, go ahead. What happened was we, uh, or it might have been a deer, but it was more like, hey, uh, what, what do you got? And then the prop guy opened up the back of the truck, and then in the truck there was like a, an array of stuffed animals. Yeah, <laughs> that he w- could choose from, but not stuffed animals like like a gotta get a gun teddy bear. Like no, like. Taxidermy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like stuffed animals. Yeah, like this was alive once. <laughs> right. And uh, and we chose that deer, and then we bloodied that shit up. Now, if I remember correctly, we actually had a whole different... That was going to be him waking up, like, at... Originally, he was supposed to work at a carnival. Yeah. And he was going to wake up there. And then when we changed him to a man whore... Yeah. And we're at the very... Literally, I think, like, at the very last second, we decided to do... To recreate the scene from Wolf with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> right. The morning after he's had his first transformation to a werewolf. <laughs> right, right. He wakes up. Jack Nicholson wakes up 
next yeah. to a, a dead deer that he attacked. Yeah. And that's what we decided to go for. Yeah, I, I think that was part of it. And then we were scrambling because we, sh- we shot it um, behind the barn where we built the beer vat. So it was that same day they were shooting that beer vat stuff. We just kind of zipped out real fast Yeah, and shot the th- him on the ground behind there. But, uh, yeah, I think when it came down to picking a deer, they had multiple animals. Like they had raccoons and shit and whatever else. You could yeah. Pick. But we went with deer. The uh, deer was nice and big. It was big, and, and then we bloodied it up, and Chandler got naked, and yeah, boom. Yeah, and that's comedy. Nailed it. What about that uh, the beer drinking monkey? Fucking a, I loved that animal. Uh, there's and a that little monkey. It's in the beer fest. Uh, uh, yeah, he's with the Germans. Germans. He's owned by the Germans. Right. And he doesn't get a lot of FaceTime in the Ultimate movie. Well, here's something I don't think I'll ever forgive Shander Sekar for. Okay. Because okay. there's something I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. They brought a miniature Das Boot. Yep. And turns out that that monkey could chug beer. Right. That was a it was a beer chugging monkey. Yeah. And the monkey ch- showed us that he chugged a beer, and I was so excited because I was like, "That it's going to be the best thing to shoot out of that we're, little boot." We're going to shoot that monkey <laughs> dr- chugging a beer out of the boot, and Shander Sekar never shot it. Uh huh. Which to me, is well, a- why though? I, I know the monkey got freaked out, right? The monkey. I remember we had to clear the arena at one point because the monkey was freaking out. Are you sure? I think so. Or are you talking about Club Dread, maybe? No, no, I, I remember there was something where... S- oh, no, no, what it was, no, what it was was that too many people wanted to go up and play with the monkey. And uh, they were like, you can't... Leave the monkey alone? You have to leave the monkey alone. Don't touch the monkey? Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the monkey's getting too agitated. Yeah. And, because the monkey would, like, hop up and down like the rally monkey. Right. And, but anyway, I just, you know, I thought it was a mistake not to shoot the monkey. Sure. Just shoot it. I thought that was part of the reason we had that monkey, right? Because it could chug beer? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was... I think that monkey ended up being a pain in the ass, though. Well, as most monkeys are. Right. The Club Dread monkey was a pain in the ass, too. Yeah, and that was the whole that was the whole thing in, in Club Dread. We always had that joke about, oh, the fucking monkeys, the goddamn monkeys. Goddamn monkeys. Yeah, because monkeys are a pain in the ass. But the, uh, uh, that was the other thing. That monkey was supposed to jump out of the jungle and land on Rolo's head, Dan yeah. Montgomery's head. Yeah. And it wouldn't jump. It wouldn't jump. It wouldn't jump. And I know they had a taser in Mexico. Yeah. Because they're allowed to have that shit. Yeah, different in rules. Different rules. No but, rules. But ultimately, I think the guy, uh, uh, they called it action, and the monkey guy picked up a stick, and he whacked the monkey in the nuts. Yeah. And the monkey jumped a fucking mile. <laughs> yeah. Because you can do that. There are rules in Mexico. No, nah, they don't have rules down there. Uh, um, but that monkey was a pain in the ass, too. Yeah, it was. Never worked with animals. Never worked with animals. That's a, yeah, that's... That's a different. That's the thing. Although the monkey's adorable, and we actually got a stuffed monkey to that we threw <laughs> that we ended up throwing at uh, Rolo's. Head. That's for the reverse, yeah. And you can see he like wrestles with the stuffed monkey and then chucks it to the ground. Yeah, that's which a is funny the, shot. Which is the other funny part of like acting with a stuffed animal. Yeah, when you're trying to make believe. We also had. Uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about the Tejones, um, in Club Dread. I don't know if we have. Did we talk about it? Because um, they there actually was a scene where we see the Tejones in Club Dread. Tejo- Not in the movie, though. Yeah, there's like uh, when um, Jordan Ladd is is walking. Yeah. In the forest. Oh, and they there's a, there's they a run across the uh, yeah they run across the path of her. Yeah. But we had so like the Tejones were basically like if you've seen Princess Bride, they rode in some unusual size. <laughs> I think William Goldman, who wrote that book and movie, must have stayed at this resort. Right. Because these things were rodents of unusual size, and right. they would get into all of our shit. Because they weren't monkeys; they were more like what like. They were monkey rats. I guess so. Like, they were monkeys with, like, they were large 
rats with there were rats claws. that, were, that were kind of moved like monkeys and and swung like monkeys <laughs> and had the mindset of a monkey, <laughs> right? Because like when we got there to the resort, the devious mindset of a monkey. Well, they did. They were like, you know, they, we got to the hotel and they said, you know, the uh, if you've got any food. Lock it in the refrigerator and lock your refrigerator. Right. Like, don't leave it in your suitcase because they're these tahones and they can unlock the doors and get into everything. And we were like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, whatever. And I remember the first night there, we had to uh, bunk up with each other. Right. And um, Stolhansky and I were sharing a cabana and he had these, uh, uh, I think we might have told this story, but he had like those uh, Odwalla bars. Like <laughs> right. he bought a, a few cases. Because he was in training, right? He needs protein bars. Yeah, he's always been into that shit. Like gra- he has those grass bars that are like green. And you're like, what, what is that? He's like, it's grass. It's <laughs> right. candied grass. Right. And uh, I eat it. It's healthy. Yeah. So we went to like a script reading that night. And when we came back, there was it was like breadcrumbs. There was a line of em- of like torn Odwalla bar wrappers. <laughs> and w- he went running up to the cabana. And they had actually gotten in. Not only had they gotten into the cabana, but they had unzipped his suitcase, ripped out the clothes, thrown out the clothes, and found the Odwalla bars and ate every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And then also got into his like multivitamin, like his, his protein pills, <laughs> his workout pills. Right. And he was freaking out about it. And when I was like, you know, come on, hey, don't cry over spilled milk, bro. I looked over and there was a big steaming pile of Tejon shit right. on like a stack of my like valuables, mm-hmm. like my contracts and stuff. Mm. So those were, you know, they get, yeah, they did the same thing in in the. Uh, I think we told the story, but I don't know if we did. They did the same thing in the wig room. Yeah, remember they? Uh, uh, we had multiple wigs. I had a wig. Jay had a wig. Uh, and um, I thought you had a weave. I did, but we had a connect. We connected a wig onto the back of it because by the end of the shoot, the the weave started falling out. Okay, because we were down there for two months. You know? Yeah, it became unwove. It became unwoven, and so uh, we were putting this wig piece onto the back of it, and you know, Jay had his Rastafarian wig, and and. Uh, the the wigs were kind of valuable and whatever, and, and the, so the hair guy uh, locked them inside this cabana, and he had all his hair shit and all this kind of stuff, and he, he would lock it inside this this big bathroom of the cabana. And then one night, the Tahones got in there through the roof somehow, and uh, uh, they ended up being trapped in there because yeah. they couldn't get back out, and yeah. so... They tore the shit out of that room. Like, I remember that the hair guy, tears in his eyes that morning when I got there, and the place was trashed, and they had shit all over the room, too. Like, they shit in my wig. <laughs> That's awesome. And so we had to, like, wash the fucking shit out of the wigs and yeah. stuff. It was, uh We thought it smelled bad on the fucking inside. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking animals. Fucking tejones. We didn't use those tejones. They should have called, we should have called the wig hut the wigwam. I'm just saying. Okay, that's, a good, that's yeah. a good idea. I know. What other animal? Well, yeah, I prefer I prefer a stuffed animal to a uh, sure, like the um, uh, slam and salmon. You know the uh, the swordfish. Dude, love that swordfish. Because <laughs> you know we we have that gigantic swordfish, and the idea was, uh, are we getting a live swordfish? It's like no fucking way. We're not getting a live swordfish because it's supposed to be alive. Yeah, it's a it's a they walk in with a fish that he caught. Yeah, and then the champ punches it out. It'd be sweet if we had used a live swordfish. Like he's cutting people in half. I know. God. But those things, so they built one. They built this animatronic uh, swordfish. And, and the great thing is if you watch the movie, the thugs who are supposed to like kind of work for the champ and who are carrying that swordfish are actually the guys who built the fish and are working like levers to make the fish yeah. move. And, they're, tr- and they're, they're wiggling the fish themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it got kind of silly after a while. It was totally silly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, maybe their, their facial expressions... 
because <laughs> they're not actors. Right. They're puppeteers. Yes, exactly. Um, which, is a, which is a type of acting. But, you know, yeah. anyway. But they were better in that scene where he punched that fish out. Cause that's a great. That was a great moment. Yeah, you got to dominate the swordfish. You dominate the swordfish. What a, we had a bunch of animals. We had we had, uh, we had the cats. We had the oh cats, which were a pain in the ass in that movie. It's because it's like, in reality, you have you know like six house cats, right? Yeah. And you know, uh, let alone the fact that they're not going to be able to act. Yeah. But like for some reason, the animal wrangler was very like particular about. Not frightening them, and everyone has to speak. Remember, you give like a whole thing of rules, and oh, everyone's yeah. gonna. And there's just, like, there's just fucking cats, dude. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that that I have found is that like it's almost like it's even more private and quiet than like a love scene day. <laughs> it totally is. Like a love scene, it's like you know, it's a skeleton crew, and then only people at the video village that are have to be there are allowed to see, and people don't even look the actors in the eye. And it was with these cats, it was like. I mean, the crew's got to work. Yeah. But and but you have to put the cats on set and get them acclimated to the area that they're going to be uh, fucking meowing in. Yeah. And but when is a cat ever giving a shit about whether someone's whispering or not? You know what I mean? I, dude, dude. I well, mean, some, it's ridiculous. You know, listen, some cats are more skittish than others, but those are the cats you don't use. <laughs> those are the actor cats. Yeah. Those cats are hard, hard to work with. <laughs> They're high maintenance. They were totally hard They're to work catty with. Catty too, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah no. I the, the funny thing I find about it is that like uh, the animals tend to be the biggest prima donnas on the set. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, like you you could say like, oh, Steve Lemmy, he's the biggest prima donna in Broken Lizard. True. And but then, like I made that movie, I Heart Shaky. Yeah. Which the lead character was a dog. Right. It was me and a little girl and a dog. Right. Kids and animals. Dude. I actually found that to be one of the greatest ex- acting exercises ever. Why? Well, because, like, there were times where, like, you'd be doing the scene and the dog would, like, just, like, take a shit. <laughs> now, like, like, just in the middle of the thing? Yeah, like, I've acted with you and I've put my hand in my armpit. Sure, I, but I've never sure. been acting in a scene with you where you just took a shit. I just started shitting. Yeah. Wow, Club Dread, though. Montezuma's Revenge, bro. Yeah, it's true. It's I was true. running away shitting. I'll tell you that true. much. And you definitely but, farted uh, a few times. Yeah. And it smelled uh, like shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but, like, sorry, Chew Crew uh, people who are offended by that. Mm-hmm. But, um,. No, like... So the dog would just take a shit in the middle of the set? Would someone, like, scramble out there and clean it up? Yeah, the dog wrangler, his trainer. Okay. So, like, first of all, it, it was this was a very interesting thing because we had to audition dogs. Okay, that's interesting. And, uh... So, what, you guys are in a room? Because you, you, you're, like, a producer on the movie, too, right? Or, yeah. Okay, so you were there Well, for so the auditions. What it was, because those animals are coming from all over the country. Right. You do a nationwide search for your dog. Mm-hmm. And so people send you videotapes. And, uh, like, originally we had a dog. Okay, okay. so here's the thing. So, like, uh, <laughs> the idea was, the backstory on my dog in the movie was that it was a rescue dog. Okay. And so one of the angles that That's they... That's his backstory. Yeah, it was. It was. And so that was his character. Like, I'm thinking my character's named a fight. That's the dog. like dog workshopping yourself. Dog. Yeah. I'm a rescue dog. And, uh, yeah, so I was yeah. thinking, I, I don't th- Fido was the name that my original owner gave me, but now I go by uh, Creamy. Yeah, I'm more of like a creamy guy. Uh-huh. No, because of my coat, um, <laughs> but not because it's cream colored, but uh, because my second owner spilled uh, cream on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, uh, this is my backstory. Yeah, anyway, there's neither here nor there. Uh, but uh, so you go to auditions like how okay, an audition for a dog well, okay, for a so, person. So then, so Coop, the producer of that mo- and director yeah. of that movie, uh, thought it'd be a good publicity angle to actually use a rescue dog. Okay, a publicity angle. Yeah. Okay, and so 
you know, with indie films, you're looking for every angle you can get. And so right. he, he found a dog who was a great-looking dog. Okay. And was being trained and was pretty good. But don't you have to get animals that are... Yes. Okay, go ahead. That's why we... That are... Yes. Okay. And so, trained. Trained? And so that was... For this purpose. So we started doing some read-throughs with this dog. Okay. What does that mean, read-throughs with the dog? Well, because the dog's got to hit cues. Right. But are you speaking dialogue? Well, you do dialogue, and then the dog has to bark. Right. You do dialogue, the dog's got to, like, run across. There, There are scenes in that movie where it's like, we're supposed to be horsing around as a family, and, like... We would lay down on the ground and the dog would jump over us. Right, right. You have to rehearse those scenes. Right, right, right. And so uh, we rehearsed with this dog. It was a great, cool dog. What's the dog's a, name? A, I don't know. You don't know the dog's name? Well, no, because the problem was he oh, couldn't okay, okay. could do all the tricks. And we had to fire him. <laughs> <laughs> and was that your job as a producer? No, they wanted me to. Coop wanted me to fire the dog. I was like, I'm not firing this dog. Well... Because it's not a problem to fire the dog; it's firing the trainer that well, you would have a problem with, right? Yeah, because you don't because you don't give a dog. shit about. Hey, listen, dog, you're fucking fired. Yeah, but then the dog's gonna be like, mm-hmm. hey, save it. Yeah, save it. Yeah, give me those puppy you, eyes. You've done that on the day. You'd still have a job. Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. I don't think I would feel te- bad at all about firing a dog. No, but it would be the trainer. No, but I'd you feel do bad about. because you're like. To me, I was like, oh, the, I mean, the backstory is true. It's like this is a fucking rescue Wait, dog yeah. that almost got a part in a movie. This is his one chance. This is it. Now where is he now? He's probably smoking crack somewhere. I guess so. Couldn't you kick him over to be dog's buddy, number one? We pro- we should have. We probably should have. <laughs> Ass sniffer, number one? Yeah, yeah. Ball licker, number two. <laughs> uh, but so we had to fire the dog. Okay. And So who fired the dog? Coop fired the dog. Okay. Dog first, then the trainer, or just the dog? Um, I'm not really familiar with the, uh, the details. <laughs> okay. I, I steered clear. I didn't want to get bit. Okay. Okay. Um, but... Uh, you know, it's sad because you are you do really feel like you gave sure. this dog a shot, and and the trainer must have felt like shit. Well, the train and then the trainer tries to you know pull your heartstrings. Like she she tries to cue the dog to like you know <laughs> whimper and beg for its job back, but then even then it didn't hit its cues. So you're like, oh, I think maybe the trainer got down on her knees. And she she begged, perhaps. Well, okay, so <laughs> she then, whimpered. Yeah, so then we had uh, so then we had to look for dogs around the country. And okay, we, so you hadn't shot anything yet, though. I hadn't shot anything. Okay, and so. So you did a nationwide search for a new dog. For, the, for the lead dog. Okay. And uh, they found. Uh, so I looked at the videotape that they said they're like, "You got to check this dog out." Right. This dog is something else. Oh my god! It was a dog doing dance routines and following really? all these cues. Now here's the thing: you look is at this st- dog making a turkey sandwich and driving a car. The whole thing. Really. The okay. whole thing. The. Uh, <laughs> Because most of the dog videos you would see were like were cut up, like you'd see the dog do a trick and then they cut, then right. do another trick and then cut. This dog did four minutes uncut, going of what going like dance stand up, dance dude. <laughs> this dog did five hilarious minutes. He's the best five minutes I've ever seen. This dog opened up for Bill Burr and Holy he was shit. dog on funny. What <laughs> Holy up? Cow. What up? Okay. okay. Um, no, the dog was hitting all its marks and it was jumping through hoops and like you know it would dance. And yeah. so then like I mean later the the trainer. It gets kind of weird, but like, would uh, she showed a video uh, tape of her? Like, you know, she she entered these dog dancing competitions. Okay, which are like, it's they're it's like Dancing with the Stars, but you and a dog. So the trainer dances with the dog. Yeah, weird. And they put costumes on. Where's this dog from? <laughs> Where's the dog from? Yeah, he says nationwide uh, search. Bulgaria. Is it a Bulgarian dog? Yeah, no. you know the Bulgarians are the best dancers. Are they? Yeah. Those um, dog dancers. No, it's uh, it was. I I, I honestly don't remember. What so it was, was, but it wasn't a local dog. 
it's a it's a real Cinderella story. Yeah. They did a nationwide search, and it turns yeah. out it's a local dog. Oh, oh. we brought from Florida. It's a great dog. Yeah. Do you uh, remember the name of the dog that you actually Ebony? Ebony. Okay. Yeah. Was it black? Uh, no. Why would they call him Ebony? Then I don't know. Why do they call you Kevin? Well, you understand. If, it would be, if my name was, uh, you know, Red, it'd be that red hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or if you're, no, no. I, I've made enough fat jokes today to make another fat joke. Okay. okay. If, if your name was like Porky. Like, okay. That makes, okay sense. That, that makes sense. sense. that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So Ebony, the dog. Ebony, the dog, won the lead role. And is a great dancer. Great dancer. Jazz tap. What is it? Uh, mostly tap. <laughs> but that was the clause. Thank you Modern? very much. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, thank you. But although it was funny because then I, that's where I learned the term potograph. Like when, you know, it puts his paw down, they get, the animal leaves his potograph. Oh, potograph. It's potograph. potograph. Yeah, okay. which I thought was clever. That's very clever. I thought it was clever. Okay. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's just hard because, like, it's still a dog. Sure. And it's got to hit its cues. Like, there were times it's got to knock over. Like, uh, like we shot chase scenes. Yeah. Like with Beverly D'Angelo. Right. And then, like, it's got to, like, you know, they would try to do complicated camera moves where, like, you know, the camera comes over just as the dog, like, knocks over a statue. Right. And it's a low-budget film, so they only have two statues that can break. <laughs> All right. You know. This is what I'm talking about, working with kids and animals. Yeah. And then, like, there would be scenes. But that was, like, I remember there was a scene, and we had, like, two or three takes. That's all we had time for. And it was me and Beverly D'Angelo. And the dog is on a leash. Yeah. And it's, like, there's, like, a... Like a pigeon outside or something like that and it's like the dog is just walking away and <laughs> right. like pulling my arm and you're <laughs> right. like dude you're ruining right. my fucking take <laughs> right. here bro dude this is my best acting you're ruining it dude I was nailing that scene and you fucked it up <sighs> fucking dogs and then you're covered in dog fur uh, and then like you know you've, and then the dog licks you and I'm not a dog guy sure so me and I'm supposed to play a dog lover and then the dog would lick my face and, right. and every take you'd say, I'd watch the dailies you'd see me first be like oh and then we're like, oh, wait, I loved it. I know I loved it. That's what the acting's all about, bro. Yeah. Doing shit you don't want to do. Yeah, but that's why, it was, that's why I was saying it was such a great acting exercise. Well, are you, did you connect with that dog? I mean, did you have any connection? or? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, you still keep in touch. I mean, yeah, kind of. Hey, Ebony. What's up? What are you doing for Halloween, buddy? Yeah, show What'd me. you dress up for Halloween, yeah. Ebony? Hey, send me some Instagram. Hit me up yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, if you're going to be doing any dancing in the area, let me know. I'll come on, check it out. Yeah, yeah. You doing? Uh, you going to be a Westminster uh, a dog show this year? Because uh, I'm going to be in New York at the I'll Garden. Come, I'll come check it out. Yeah. Seriously. Cool. Next time you're out in L.A., uh, look me up. Well, I'll take you out from some Alpo or something. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. And so, okay, so, <laughs> so, all right, so, so you didn't really connect with a dog. No, because then the dog was a fucking prima donna. This is my, my point, is that then, like, the first of all, the ASPCA guy came out, or like the oh, that's the other thing I was gonna say. Every time the animal's on the set, you always have there's a, always a fucking cop there. Yeah, there's an ASPCA cop. There. Yeah, and so this guy, a nice guy, look, he's just doing his job. Sure. Like then there's a situation where like he was saying the dog could only work for a few hours that's at a right. time and then that's had right. to go and rest. Yeah, and you're like, it's a fucking dog. Yeah, the thing's a fuck. It's a fucking pack mule. Yeah. You know, the thing that thing's designed to carry a fucking sled it's across a the fucking north. dog. And then they'd be like, well, and there were a ton of kids on set because this was, you know, a family yeah. movie. And they'd be like, and the kids would all want to go up and pet the, the dog. Right. Because it's a good looking dog, too. Sure. Ebony. The trained dog. Sure, it could dance. And then they'd be like, dance like a mother, dance better yeah. than you. I'm sure. And uh, and took direction better, too. I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, but so, like, then the kids would go up and pet the dog and the dog would start barking. And the, the animal guy, the animal rights guy was like, no. Kids can't, they can't touch the dog. Right. He's going to get too excited. He's going to have a heart attack. Oh, God. And you're like, 
let me tell you something about dogs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you a story about a dog. Yeah. I once picked up a fucking stick and threw it in a freezing cold river 50 times. <laughs> and the dog kept going in to get the fucking stick and bring it back. Yeah. And he was shivering and he was freezing and he didn't even want to play the game. Yeah. But he couldn't help himself. Yeah. And no heart attack having that day, my friend. Yeah. He lived another fucking 10 years. Yeah. That's 70 to you and me. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, and then like even that guy with like the mosquitoes were fucking hell. We were shooting in Chicago in the summertime. Okay. Gigantic mosquitoes. Okay. If the camera was rolling and you fucking swatted a mosquito, this guy would fucking kick your ass about what? it. What? You were allowed to kill him if the camera wasn't rolling. What's the difference? Because once the camera's rolling, animal rights, brah. Oh, come on. I know. For a mosquito? For a fucking mosquito. I hope you swatted the shit out of those mosquitoes. I did. I'd look him right in the eye when yeah. I did it. Yeah. And then I ate it. Yeah. And then I'd see a little part I'm, of him, he'd cry. And you're like, the camera wasn't rolling. You're like, turn the camera on. Turn the camera on. Yeah. And then you'd fucking kill the mosquito. Yeah. Eat what you, it. What do you think about that? And then fucking punch him in the face, right? Yeah. Okay. He was actually a nice guy, and he was a fan. Oh, so I don't want to bad sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. Um, anyway. Sorry so. about that guy. But you also worked with kids on that movie. And that's uh, is kids and dogs. Kids and dogs. How Were the were the kids paying the ass, or were they good? Uh, all kids are paying the ass, Kevin. Tell me about you it. You know what I'm saying? No. It, well, it's hard. I mean, kids, you know. Uh, some can act, some can't. Some uh, don't pay attention. Some, you know, there's also a lot of rules with kids. You know, there's yeah. people like a teacher on the set. Sure. Kind of well, this is summertime, so we didn't had no teacher. Okay. And uh, Riley Bear played my daughter. She was phenomenal. She did a great job. She's great. Yeah, she was great. Uh, like, and, and did they do a big search for her too, or what? They did. Found her in uh, from out of Grimes, Iowa. Oh, really? Okay. She had been done. A- she was on the back of a tractor. We found her there. And, yeah. Uh, we brought her out. She was a superstar. She's playing with a dog, and okay. uh, we were like, "Holy shit! She got chemistry with that dog. Yeah, boom. She's natural." Boom. And uh, no, she was great. She was great, right? Not a pain in the ass. No, no. To- like, and her mom came, and her dad came down, and like they were great people. Like, she had a good head on her shoulders. There are rules also for them how long they can work. Yeah, place. yeah, but we we ignored those. Hello, hello. No, no, we didn't. We didn't. We followed okay. the rules. Okay. But yeah, she only had a certain amount of of, of hours she could work. Um, and she, you know, I, I would say the, the the funny thing was, like, she and I went to. Um, as part of a bonding thing, we went to a Cubs Cardinals baseball game at Ridley right. Field. Right. And Alexander Pujols came up to bat. And I said, Hey, you know what his last name is? Alexander Pujols? It's Pujol. <laughs> it's Albert Pujol. I mean, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Has the season started yet? What's going on in baseball these days? Right? Alexander Pujols. <laughs> Alexander Pujols. <laughs> Alexander Pujols is playing first base. Oh, my God. He's a great, big, a great big Dominican fellow. <laughs> Alexander Pujols. So Albert Pujols, I was like, you know what his, uh, I was so focused on his last name. I was I like, it's Pujol. Yeah. And uh, I, I talk about it with my kids all the time. Oh, and she thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And that was our bonding moment. Okay. We were, and were her parents there? They're like, Pujol, that's not cool. Her mom was there. Her mom was there. Her dad's the one who broke my fucking knee. I know. I know. We've told that story before. We have told that story. And he, and yeah. the one who puked on you. That's right. He puked on We told the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's got a Pujol. Yeah. No, we got one of those uh, little garden gnome. Went to an Angels game. Got a garden gnome. Yeah, they, it was it was it was Albert Pujol. It was Alexander Pujol night. Okay, okay. And they gave a little garden gnome. Alexander Pujol. Pujol. Didn't he discover the telephone? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And so uh, we have him in our yard. And so that's what kids. They, 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 where's Pujol? Alexander where's Pujol? Pujol. He's the one who who discovered the asshole. That's right, Alexander Pujol. That's right. He invented the asshole. He invented the asshole. That's right. why they say, well, like, what's the name? Like Otto Titzling created the brazier, and, sure. And Thomas Crapper invented the toilet. Yeah. Well, uh, Alexander Pujol invented the asshole. Right. Okay. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I've been. Uh, no, no, I, I, I was done. But uh, we were talking about kids. 
Yeah. Oh, so, so the kids were good, though. It was show. great. The, uh, you yeah. know, the, the difficult thing would be that uh, Coop wanted us to improvise every scene. Oh. And so when the camera stopped rolling, and it's just, you know, really no, like, issue with, with her. That girl could improvise the fuck out of anything. Yeah. But it was like, you know, finally be like, what? Like, what are we going to improvise here? Yeah. Like, what? and we, I remember we did something where it's like, I'm the king and she's the princess. And we're right. like, I'm like, Jesus, come on. Let's yeah. put you don't like girls, so yeah, it's a weird thing for you. I know. I know. Yeah, Seriously, exactly. it's like, I don't want to have a fucking daughter. Right. Um, and but that was a good kid, kid experience for you. But there are uh, multiple kids, right? Are there, are there other kids on the set? Yeah, well, there was the kid who played her best friend. Right. And he looked like a little mini Shander Sekar. <laughs> right, okay. Well, Indian okay. kid cast out of New York. Okay. We just made it. We met him via Skype and cast him. Wow. And he was Modern great. technology. His name was Noyle. I called him Noyle. Royal Noyle. Royal Noyle? Yeah. And then there were just a ton of kids around there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you couldn't do the same kind of grab-ass rated R shit that we like to do in our set, though. Thankfully, uh, Riley was she had seen every episode of Family Guy. Okay. And so she had an R-rated sense of humor. Right. And she was a really smart girl. And so, like, we would, I would, like, I mean, look, I wouldn't fart on her or anything like that. Sure, like you do to me. Yeah, but, like, uh, sorry, no, I apologize, True Crew. That doesn't really happen. And I don't even know why I'm being so crass. Yeah, why are you I'm so turning crass? over New Leaf. Didn't I turn one over uh, a year ago? Yeah. To be nice. It's uh, Movember. I'm yeah. Movember. Um, but anyway, anyway, so yeah, there were lots of kids. But you had, uh, what was that funny thing that you did that f- short film with Coop? Oh, yeah. Earlier, that was a funny kid acting situation. Yeah, and you were you were there. Yeah. You were on the crew. Right. Of that. We, we I also had a cameo, I think, in it. Let's see. We we did it. The movie called, was called Stuff This Stocking. It was a short film for NYU. It was Coop's student film. Right? Yeah, he was in NYU, and it was the first thing we actually ever put on film. We shot it on 16 millimeter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the plot of the movie was that my daughter... I'm a I'm a like a blue collar worker and it's Christmas time and my daughter asked me uh, why she didn't get anything for Christmas and it's because right. I got laid off. Right. She doesn't know. Yeah. That's, so, that's heart wrenching. Yeah. And so then that's I I start walking. Right. And I'm pissed off and then right. I walk out of the city into the because you can't provide a Christmas present for your child because you don't have a job. Yeah. I got fired at Christmas time. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I march out of say a storm out of there yeah. through the suburbs through the rural parts. Yeah. Ultimately, it's snowing. I walk up to a house. Right. There's a guy like shoveling snow, and it's Santa Claus. Right. And I turn around and I knock him out. Right. And then you turn around, and walk away. And, now, and then I put on the Santa Claus hat. And now I'm going to be able to deliver toys, and I got a new job. Ah, oh, yeah, great. That's a great little short film. Tied it up. That's um, a great short film. And but so like I had a daughter in that. Sure. Right. <laughs> it was like a swing set scene or something, wasn't it? She's she's on the swing set. Right. And then she comes over and sits on my lap. Okay. Now, here's the funny part. Okay. <laughs> is that we did no chemistry read or anything like that. It wasn't like we read a scene together and they're like, okay, this is the one he looks best with. Right. Uh, so the girl, uh, her parents must have been super tall. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so she was probably, she was like eight years old. So she was legitimately eight years old, though. She was legitimately eight years old, okay. but she was like five seven. <laughs> <laughs> or 5'8". Which is what you are. Yeah. And so... So eight-year-old girl who's the same height as you. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, first, like, her hands are bigger than mine. <laughs> so now, I, you didn't take that into consideration in the casting process, or no? I took it into consideration for the casting process of Shaky. I was like, listen, motherfucker, you, you <laughs> sold me out one time. Like, <laughs> I know. The daughter has to be tiny compared to me. And okay. So I was like, she's got to look like my daughter. Okay. This girl was like... First, there was, like, the scene where she sits on my lap. Right. And it was like... Like cutting off the circulation in my legs, <laughs> right? Like right. my feet were numb, and she's right. like, "Daddy, why didn't I get anything for Christmas this year?" I'm like, "You know why? Because you're a fucking grown up. Because yeah, you're 16 years old. You were gonna McDonald's. Yeah, you're 10 <laughs> feet tall. 
<laughs> is what I meant to say. I remember watching that and, and and the comedy of you with a gigantic daughter. Yeah, and then there's the scene with that. Then after that, we're like walking down the street and yeah. we're holding hands. Yeah, and her hand re- it really was bigger than mine. She was like, <laughs> I was like, geez, I'm like with my dad here or something like that, and she's taller than me. And she went on to be Lisa Leslie of the NBA. Uh, no, I mean, she she yeah, Diana uh, WNBA, uh, Rebecca Lobo yeah. of the WNBA. And, uh, but uh, no, you, I don't know. can you name another? Uh, yeah, probably. Cheryl Sparks. Cheryl Sparks. Yeah, tons of them, bro. Um, literally, there's, if you put them all in a truck, there'd be tons of them. <laughs> uh, but so, and then oh, and then we did uh, like I don't know if you remember this, but we were supposed to do, we did an ADR. Okay. Improv. And that's later on when you go back and you record some extra sound. Additional dialogue yeah. recording. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and she and I did a, um, it was a thing about like buffets, like all you can eat buffets. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was just like this, like we just had microphones. Right. And we were talking and uh, and she's like, yeah, I did, uh, I went to a buffet and I, and I was like, all you can eat? She's like, yeah, all the meat you can eat. <laughs> and, and this was like, <laughs> we didn't realize at the time, but afterwards we were listening to her we like, yeah. oh my God. Uh-huh. Creepy. Disgusting Creepy. fucking pedophilia. That's why they have the kid cops on the set. I know. Guys like you. I know. There's Situations nobody, like that. There's nobody there. But anyway, so I t- after that with with Shaky, I was like, no more big daughters. <laughs> I need a tiny daughter. <laughs> give me a little daughter. Yeah, give me one who's shorter than me. Um, so that's how I got that. The other funny kid story I thought was um, on the Slam and Salmon when um, uh, my wife shows up with triplet. I had triplets. Yeah. And uh, and Michael Clark Dunn comes up to talk to them, and he's you know crazy, and he starts talking all kinds of crazy shit yeah. and swearing and whatever motherfuckers and all that kind of stuff. But uh, so we had those those babies there, and uh, Mike couldn't do the lines in front of them. Yeah, because he was so uh, he he couldn't swear in front of a child. Yeah, and so he 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 was like. Uh, he was stymied. Like, we couldn't do the scene because he wouldn't do it. Yeah. And we were like, well, why don't you... S- we'll change we'll change it to fudge or something. We'll fix it later on. We'll ADR it later on to yeah. fuck or whatever. He just wouldn't. He would not swear in front of these little kids. So you have triplets. And then the line, he went up to them and, and he's supposed to look at her and go like, what'd you do, fuck a Xerox machine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was, he couldn't... What'd you do, fuck a Xerox machine? Yeah. Which is a great line, by the way. Great line. And, you know, the little baby's parents were there and I think he felt <laughs> bad about that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so ultimately we had to take the babies out, shoot the thing in a single, mm-hmm. and then edit it together later on. Yeah. Because he would not swear in front of those kids. Yeah. Good for him. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. I waited on a child actor one time. Who? who? Justin Henry from Kramer vs. Kramer. Oh, okay. Yeah, at Busby's when I worked at Busby's. And uh, at what age was he? Teenager. Then? He was okay. in high school. Okay. I'm nice guy sure. or no? A uh, dick. He was a douche? I'm calling him out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think he, did he said to somebody. Did he do a you know who I am kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, he did. Oh, my gosh. I was okay. a kid from Kramer vs. Kramer, and everyone was like, so fucking what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so what you waited on him and he was just an asshole yeah yeah, yeah just bossy and uh, you know that eh, what are you gonna do that what are you gonna do he's child great, actors great in Kramer versus Kramer he is great in Kramer versus Kramer yeah but that's the thing those kids I don't know are they, are they aware enough to know what they're doing it's all about the parenting I guess it is about the parenting it's all about the parenting Riley Bear's parents were fantastic sure so she's you know she's I don't I don't actually don't know if she's still acting anymore she's but the weird thing is, is that that was a few years ago, and now she's like, she went on uh, like a 
a prom date or like went to like a homecoming dance with a guy. Oh, and they boy. sent me pictures, and I was like, I'll kill that motherfucker. Right. She's kind of like your daughter. She is my daughter. Right. That's my babysit my children, that girl, That's one day. fucking beautiful. Yeah. What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. So have we acted with any other children? I was trying to think of their kids. So we did Super Troopers. We did Arlo. Club Dread, there are no kids. But Beer so, Fest. So your daughters, for sure, are going to act in our TV pilot. I don't know. They might. They, they should. Might. It's They're, not really acting, though. It's like there'd be extras. Yeah, but like, but no, if, if, because the thing is like, I love your kids yeah. tremendously and I have yeah. a great relationship with them. Uh-huh. Very uh, Uncle Steve type relationship yeah. with them. Like I've chased them around for years. Sure. We karate fight with each other. Yeah. I'm planning on getting some of that. There's even a scene where like. Yeah, they beat you up. They're attacking the thing, me. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll do but it. But it's good. We'll ease them into it. I mean, they, you know, uh, uh, they always, you know, ask if they could be in stuff. It's like my parents, you know, they always ask if they could be in stuff. You know, yeah, right? it'll be interesting to see who's the better actor. I know. I think your kids Big are Mike going. or uh, or the kids? Big Mike. That my, that the, <laughs> the brick wall that I'm looking at right now is a better actor than Big Mike. Res- uh, respectfully. I wonder if, though, as we get older, we're going to end up just working with kids a lot more. Certainly seems like <laughs> seems like that's part of it. Getting to that age, ah, no kids and no animals. No, we nah, should, we always end up working with kids and animals, even though they say they never do it. Well, because they're a part of life, Kev. I guess they are. W- will we uh, will we have any um, kids in uh, Super Troopers too? Uh, yeah, there are. Oh, there are. Yeah, there are kids. I mean, little little rascals, little but, shits. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't give that away though. No, no. Um. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck. Fuck that. I. You know. I worked with another animal. Uh, I shouldn't say like, but uh, I. I went out. You know, the open water. Oh right, right, right. Sharks. That, that was. Uh, you have to wrangle them though. No, no. But they had a shark wrangler who would bring them over. Right. But they would chum the water, Ugh. and then the sharks would would have a feeding frenzy and get all full. Right. And then the actors would jump in on top of them. Okay. So then they wouldn't get eaten. What yeah. if there's just that one shark who didn't get enough? Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the expression, it's like, you could you could stuff me full of pizza, but if a plate with chicken wings went by, right. I'd, I'd grab one. Sure. <laughs> sure. And that was my feeling about it. They're right. wild animals. They're like, no, no, no way. No, man. they're full. Yeah. No, they're full. Bullshit. But just remember, you're in their habitat, okay? Yeah. They're always a little bit hungry. Yeah. I did another uh, movie with animal, too. Which one? Strange Wilderness. No. Bigfoot. Classic. <laughs> I was there. The Bigfoot. I was there the day you shot. Oh, we Bigfoot. shot Bigfoot, right? But literally shot him with guns. Yeah, with machine guns. We all had machine guns, and we shot and killed Bigfoot. Yeah. Spoiler alert. How, how is it that I was able to just come by the set that day? Like, were you that much of a hot shot? Uh, we're shooting in L.A., man. I guess that's what it is. It's always fun to shoot in L.A. You, friends come you, by. Justin Long, Steve Zahn. Yeah. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Alan Covert. Covert. There are a bunch of animals in that movie. I mean, it was about like you, animals. Like you, bro. Hello. But uh, no, they had the they had the big fake turkey that Steve's on had his dick. Okay, but that was stuffed. Yeah, with his dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, they had they had a couple animals on that thing. But Bigfoot was the big animal. It was the big animal. That was the big good one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's it, man. Those are all my animal kid stories. Okay. Well, they're good. How, what do you think? Well, you also did uh, a movie called Sky High. With a little oh God, kids. I forgot about Sky High. Yeah. That's right. I totally forgot about that. What was it? Tell that story about uh, Kurt Russell. Which uh, the Kurt Russell story? Yeah, the kid. Um, that was great. That was uh, it was it was just all kids, you know. Like there's all teenagers, and so it was very hormonal and it was very funny because it was it mirrored high school and the kids are, 
you know, their cliques and they're hanging out. So anyway, it was always a funny interaction with those kids. But um, uh, uh, there was that one day we're on the set in the movie, the scenes in the movie. It's at the end when everything gets resolved. And I'm standing around with the group of kids, the lead kids. They're all, uh, you know, probably 15 years old. And um, Kurt Russell's in the scene and Kelly Preston and Dave Foley. And so we're all standing in a big circle. And, uh, you know, between takes, there's a lot of time between takes, resetting lights, whatever. Everyone's sitting around bullshitting. And so Kurt Russell's standing there, and we're shooting the shit with him. And what, the little the little black kid in the movie, um, he just stops the conversation. And he looks at Kurt Russell, and he's like, I know you from somewhere. Have you been in a lot of movies? And it's like, we all looked at each other and just laughed. Yeah. Because that's fucking Kurt Russell. That's Kurt Russell. He's been in about a thousand movies. Uh-huh. And he was doing it when he was your age. Since he was a kid, yeah. But so all the adults standing in the circle got a real good laugh. Oh, you were that. laughing for days. Laughing for days. Laughing for days. I like that story. And laughing for days. And then, uh, but that was the other thing. Like, there's a scene at the end of that movie where it's all babies. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the resolution has to do with every all everyone being turned into babies. Okay. And so um, that was pretty hardcore because literally there were they would shoot scenes and there'd be like 15 babies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the rules are super strict for babies. Like they can work for like 15 minutes. Sure. And then they got to take like two hours off. Sure, for nap time. So be like, yeah, we got to shoot, let's go! You know, and you get all the fucking babies and some of them are crying. Yeah. And ultimately they, they built, you know, fake babies. Yeah. Which were creepy as shit looking. Because sure. they were like, they were like babies, but with adult eyes. Ew. And so it's it was like just rows rose of them. Yeah, just rows of babies with adult eyes. They're still around somewhere, sitting in a room somewhere, all of them. Yeah. Probably. Gross. But, um, yeah, that scene was a pain in the ass, too. Never work with kids, bro. Okay, that's it. Animals and I kids. I thought it was they, they pulled focus, but really it's just they're a pain in the ass. Huh? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, all right, so Winnipeg, come out Thursday night. We'll see you there. Um, anything else, Lemmy? No, I just let's uh, let's just chew and have some fun. I love the Chew Crew. I love I love we got a name for Chew Crew. I love we get to keep meeting people from the Chew Crew. Yeah, fun, always fun. Come, and, come up uh, to say hi to us if we're in Winnipeg. Yeah, Chew Crew, come say hi and um, keep tweeting us and uh, doing all that stuff. All right, I'm gonna have a Reese's uh, peanut butter cup on the way out. Okay, by you. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight up Kit Kat. Okay. Mm. Mm. I love that. Didn't that wasn't enough? I'm gonna have a baby Snickers. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna have a Butterfinger. Mm. Oh, it's all in my teeth. Now. Oh, not enough. Whopper. Oh God, it's Whopper. in my molars. Mm. 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 Thanks, everybody. Mm. Now leaving nerdist.com. Mm.